Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Oh, we'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We're here each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on KNON 89.3 FM on your dial. And we tried. We had some technical difficulties. I think we just about got this straightened out. And uh, uh, your special guest this morning will be uh, Mr. Eric Prince. And uh, we're waiting on his call. He's calling in. And uh, we're going to talk about what's going to be going on in Texas after September 1, after Wednesday. We're talking about a lot about, you hear everything about Al-Qaeda, everything in Afghanistan. But we could end up with our own Afghanistan right here in Texas comes this coming Wednesday. Uh, because there's a law of the change in Texas. Uh, it says that you, you have an open carry, an open carry bill that will become a law in Texas. But the problem is, I can assure you, most people don't understand this law. You might think you understand it. But most people don't understand the law. All righty. And we, when we find out, he, Eric Prince, he's going to explain this law to people. He's, gonna, uh, he's an expert in this. And uh, we, uh, we, we, want, we don't want to see a lot of people uh, getting felonies, killing each other. And... Uh, we don't want to see these things happening. That's going to happen under this law. We don't be careful. We want you to know the law. We want the listening audience of KNON to know what's really in this bill, in this law. So when uh, we call for you, you, you can call 972-647-1893. Is Eric on the line? Yes, yes, your, sir, your guest you? uh, is on the line. All right. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, sir. How are you this morning? I'm, I'm fine this morning. Right. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Thank you. Well, come Wednesday, the 1st of September, this open carry bill becomes law in the state of Texas. And there are a lot of things that are in this law. The average everyday Joe is not going to understand, and it could cause trouble in people's lives and could cost them their lives in this law. So what's, what, 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 are, what are some of the basic things that's in this law? Uh, can you just wear a gun, and can you just have a gun without a license, without any training now? Yes, sir. The, yes, sir. This state has a... Uh, People are using the term open carry, or they use the term constitution carry, but the way the bill is written, it's written up to say permitless carry. So in the state of Texas, as of September 1, if you're over 21 years of age, uh, of course, you don't have any and then you will be able to carry a firearm without a license or even training. But uh, can, or can you just carry it in your pocket? No, sir. You still must meet the criteria of it has to be holstered. They removed the term belt or shoulder holster from the actual bill itself or the law itself. 
and just said it has to be holstered. And by being holstered, they made provisions to that law to say before, if you carried a firearm in your in your say your vehicle, the firearm had to be concealed. Mm-hmm. But under this new law now, your firearm does not have to be concealed. It has to be in a, either when they call it a, a holster for your vehicle or a seat or gun magnet. What a gun magnet is, it's just a, a device that's, that you can mount to the side of your, your door or even under your sternum wheel, and your gun can be placed on that, and it can be visible. So you, people need to make sure that they, if they're going to use that and you get stopped by law enforcement, you know, please don't make a movement towards that because they're going to think you're reaching for your firearm. I don't really think it's a good idea, but some mm-hmm. people want to do that. So in other words, if you're reaching to get your license, uh, cops pull you over. They could really mistake that or say they mistake that for reaching for their firearm, correct? And in my opinion, yes, because they can say they, they felt like you were reaching for a firearm, you know, because it's, at the end of the day, when people are mounting these uh, mounts uh, to their vehicle, they're actually mounting it to, if you look at the sternum wheel, they're mounting them below the sternum wheel, they mount them on the right hand of the sternum underneath the ignition switch. So in most firearms are right-hand fired. Most people fire their firearms with their right hand. So when you make that motion to the right side to go to your glove compartment box or your console, it, it makes the impression an uh, illusion that you're reaching for a firearm. Mm-hmm. Now, what about uh, just open carrying a gun, walking down the street? It's in your pocket, hanging out. Uh, well, what is that all about? Well, the gun's supposed to be, if you're going to carry the firearm concealed, it still should be holstered. I mean, you know, people are going to put them in pockets and things of this nature. But if you do that and and you get searched or you get stopped for some other reason other than a gun, you know, that is considered, you know, carrying unlawfully. Because the gun should still be holstered so that it doesn't move, it doesn't endanger anybody else. And your waistband and things like that, now the law clearly states the gun must be holstered. Uh, in other words, a holster makes this uh, legal, whether shoulder or waist a holster or whatever. That's what makes it legal. But putting it in your pocket, you're still illegal. Well, you can still, like I was telling people, you know, the law doesn't literally say that it has to be, it can't be in your pocket. But it has to be concealed. It has to be concealed in a manner or be carried in a manner which it doesn't endanger the public or it won't fall or easily come out or things of that nature. Because it's happening in your waistband, you move left or right and the gun falls. You're in a restaurant and it falls down. Then that's going to be an issue. All right. What about going into businesses? What, what, that's what, what will happen? Okay. Well, that's going to be a sticky situation because... The business, if, if a lot of your listeners, a lot of you probably have already seen the signs that's been on you know, businesses for uh, years about a TABC commission. It's a blue-white sign. It's normally a sticker. It says, notice the unlicensed possession of a firearm on these premises is a felony, and the maximum penalty is 10 years imprisonment of a fine and not less than to exceed $10,000. That's normally a clear blue sticker. Come September 1st, that sign's invalid. They're, they're going to remove that sign. And they're going to, and now any business owner now from this point on can just place a sign with the, we call it the Ghostbuster sign. It's just you can put a sign up with a, a gun with a line across it saying no guns. And then if that sign takes presence over permanent carry people, now if you are a licensed to carry individual, 
that sign won't mean anything to you because you still have to fall on the 30 odd 6 or the 30 odd 7 law. 30 odd 6 or 30 odd 7, what does it say? The 30 odd 6 signs just basically is just a sign saying that it's trespassing by a license holder to enter this premises or go past this. You may not enter this property. Well, the 30 odd 7 sign is trespassed by a license holder to carry openly on this premises. So you'll have probably the 30 odd 6 and your 30 odd 7s. Your 30 odd 7s will mainly probably be at your, your, your common areas like your, your malls, you know, like the gallery and things, these places like that. They, they're not going to allow you to carry open there. And they may even actually put up the, the no gun sign because a lot of people think just because um, this permanent care is going to affect, but a lot of people are not understanding that there's going to be even more places you can't carry a firearm into. So you think about in your car, you think about walking down the street, that's pretty much where you're going to only be carrying a gun because some places are not going to allow you to carry a gun unless you're licensed to carry the gun on a property. All right, it's unless you're licensed. Now, yes, sir. what does the law really say? Because this is supposed to be, uh, uh, you've been able to open care of it. That means you don't need a license. But you can go into a business without a license, and that's different from going into a business. What, what, how, what is that law? What does it well, really the, do? The law basically is saying that for as permalist carry people, okay, the way the House and the Senate wrote the bill up, you know, they wrote it up with pretty much like, okay, we want this, but the Senate said we want this. Well, if you want this, we want that. It was a give and take. So the state of Texas really looked at cause a lot of law enforcement, which I understand, don't want this. You know, a lot of personal businesses don't want it. But, you know, it's, it's the Second Amendment right people want to invoke, and that's great. But at the end of the day, if you own your business, you own an establishment, you still have that right. You know, you're not state-funded, you still have that right to say what you don't want on your premises. So the way the, the bill is written up is that it gives more benefits to people with license to carry. So that's what people need to understand. Yeah, you can carry, but you're going to lose a lot of benefits by carrying openly or without a permit, I should say. Because if you have a permit, you receive a lot of more benefits in the law. And it's written clearly inside the bill, the, the benefits of getting your license to carry. Well... If you go into a business and you don't ha have a license, uh, can they ask to see your license? No, sir. What they'll do is if you come into a building, they, you know what, it's your, your business. They could ask you if you have a license to carry, you know, if they choose to ask you. Um, if you go into an establishment with, the, say, you go into an establishment uh, without a license to carry, okay? Mm -hmm. And they ask you to leave, you must leave. Okay. Mm -hmm. if, if you go into a business with a license to carry, say I go into a business and then let's just use a 30 or six sign and 30 or seven sign right now. Let's just use those two signs. Those are two signs that are out there now and have been out there for the several years. If I myself go into an establishment that has a 30 or six sign or a 30 or seven sign, if I pass that sign under the new law, one of the benefits of being licensed to carry, it, it clearly states that, that it is a defense to prosecution that if a license holder or LCC holder promptly departs after receiving notice, even with the 30 or six or 30 or sign posted, there's no defense to prosecution. But under permitless carry, there's no defense. If you if you break one of those laws, go across the sign, because you don't know the laws, the signage, there's no, there's no defense to prosecution. So they will probably take you to jail. Uh, you will probably go to jail if you don't have a license. 
Yes, sir. And go into a business, and that proprietor there would call the cops on you. Yes, sir. The cops will probably take you to jail if you don't have a license. Yes, sir. In other words, uh, uh, this bill that says open carry really is not as open as people think it is. No, it's not. Because the the thing is that people have to understand is that the 30R6 says no, the license holder, no concealed weapons. And then 30R7 says no open carry. Well, if you don't have a license to carry and you go into a building, you're either going to be carrying a concealed or you're going to be carrying an open. So you're going to break one of the two laws by being by being criminalist if you go inside the establishment, not knowing. And they've clearly stated that ignorance to the law is no excuse. If you get arrested, what kind of what kind of uh, arrest would that be? What would be the punishment? Well, that would be the district attorney's, you know, um, discretion. But nine times ten, if you receive a, a lawful carry of a firearm, you know, you're probably going to receive, you know, maybe a felony or something like that. But I do know if you receive that, you won't be able to carry a firearm. You will ever be able to carry one again, or uh, I, 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 how do you explain that? Well, you won't be able to see unless you. It depends on what the charge. If it's a felony charge, then you'll have to do your best to get it, and, and you know, spend money to get it. You know, get your record sealed, or expunged, or something like that, which means more money you'll have to spend. So I'm not going to say that you can't, but I'm going to say it's going to be a very you know difficult task to get it done. You know, some people may have attorneys on file that they can get it done. But some people may not have attorneys. So if you don't have attorneys, then this is what you're going to be legal battle you're going to fight in order to carry it now because then now your Second Amendment right will be taken from you. I'm the average age Joe, driving down the streets or walking down the streets, and the cops stop me and finds out that I have a weapon on me. I don't have any license, uh, anything. What can he do? Nothing at that point. If as long as you're abiding by all the, the the local laws and things of nature, you know, a lot of times the policemen well not a lot of times, but they're not gonna ask you if you have a firearm in your car because they understand, you know, since September one, two thousand seven, every Texan's been able to carry a gun in their car legally. So they're not gonna ask you if you have a firearm. The only time they may ask you for if they remove you from their from their vehicle for some odd reason, then they're gonna ask you for if you have a firearm for their safety and then if they search the vehicle for their safety again. Because they they're gonna make sure their safety is paramount. And then if you're, everything is checks out where it's supposed to be, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, and, you know, there's no issues there, then that will give you a ticket for speeding or whatever and send you on your way. But the firearm itself will be okay. The only time you'll run issues with that firearm is it's very important, though, if you have, you know, open containers in your car, you have small um, um, items on you such as, uh, you know, let's just say uh, narcotics on you. We'll say, you know, these type of things. Now you run the risk of, okay, now you have a felony. Not not a felony, but now you run the risk of saying that, well, they have narcotics on them. They have uh, marijuana. They have all these type of things on them with the firearm. So it's now you run that risk of putting the two laws together. And so now you have a firearm. You're legally possessing a firearm now. Well, then uh, you... Oh, what is the advantages and disadvantages of having a license? Well... The advantage of um, one of the major laws that have changed, and I know it's going to shock a lot of uh, listeners as well as a lot of people when they uh, go into September 1, you know, those who have license to carry will, will know that there was, at the beginning of the onset of license to carry, 
there was um, a law that was written for us in intoxication. There was no such thing as a limit of intoxication with a license to carry, which means you could be pulled over and a walk-in or whatever was to say pulled over, and you can take a breathalyzer test, and you can blow point zero zero point one With a license to carry back in the day before September, that was a violation. You know, that was an offense because you couldn't carry under influence, under influence of alcohol. But one of the laws they changed come September 1, this is only for license to carry people. If you're licensed to carry, that policy does not apply to you anymore. So it's kind of like, wow, you telling me a licensed carry person, yes, a licensed carry person now can carry under influence. I'm not saying that you're just falling down drunk, but they're saying under the influence. So if you go have a drink or something, you have you stop off at happy hour with your girlfriends or your uh, your friends, your, uh, your, your your guy friends, whatever you want to do, and you know, and you guys want to have a drink at the bar, you leave the bar, you put your gun back on you because you can't carry it into the bar, you put your gun back on you, you drive down the street, or walk down the street, and you get stopped, you get a few beers under you, Mm-hmm. If you have a license to carry, you're covered. Under permitless carry, you still can't have any alcohol in your system as long as you have that gun on you. So that people have to understand that. Some people are going to say, well, I heard you could drink. I heard. Yeah, but there's two systems now. It's not just one now. It's two systems. You either have a license to carry, and you follow these rules, and you don't have a license, you follow these rules. But the people are going to merge. That's human nature. They're going to merge the two, and people are going to get to do that. Well, I can drink with a gun. No, you cannot. Unless you have the license to carry that firearm. Oh, boy. I tell you what, we're up against a short break. But when we come back, we're going to ask Mr. Eric Prince, uh, what do you think about people, more people on the streets carrying weapons? Will there be a rise in shootings in the state of Texas? We'll be right back. All right, we're back for uh, segment number two. And you can reach Mr. Prince at 972-647-1893. If you all have questions or comments to Mr. Eric Prince, Eric Prince, uh, call him at 972-647-1893. And uh, we are... I'm sure you have some questions and everything because there are some things that are so vague that you think you're obeying the law and these laws are so vague that we are are, are not sure. And I want you to be sure because I don't want to see people getting hurt. I don't want to see people getting felonies. I just uh, don't want any unnecessary things happening to uh, definitely our audience, but to really anybody but our audience. We want to let you know everything about this new gun law. All righty, who do we have, Pierre? We have uh, Joe on line two. All righty. Joe, are you listening to your radio or to the phone line? Oh, no, I'm listening directly to you. Phone's cut out. I mean, radio's cut out. All right, okay. Go right ahead. All right, go right ahead. Go ahead. go right ahead, Joe. Okay, all right. And, and good morning to you, uh, uh, Reverend Burnett. Good morning. Uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Prince, uh, Mr. Prince, sir, what, what, what is your type? What was that, are you sir? attorney? Are, your title, are no, you sir. attorney? No, sir. No, okay, sir. Do I'm, you, I'm do, a... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, what, do, you teach, do you teach farm training? Yes, what, sir. What, uh, 
Yes, sir. What, I'm what, the what's, owner. What's, what's your band? I'm the owner of a fire training academy uh, based out of Houston, total precision shooting. I do uh, license to carry all types of uh, training for his, uh, children training, safety training. I'm certified through the state of Texas. All right. Oh, okay. Well, uh, next, next question is, uh, with this particular, I, I, I'm a, uh, I have office status myself, carries a gun. Uh, the a bunch of my friends and I've had problems in the past too. You get stopped. The law enforcement officers are ignorant. They don't uh, submit. Some of them, you know, they don't understand. You got racism that plays into the thing, and it's a big problem. But with this new law, will they uh, are you going to be registered in the system? Will these people stopping you? Are they going to sit in the system that you uh, falls under that permanent carry, or that uh, they'll understand that the law has changed? And you have the, you know, this Texas right to carry deal. What I'm getting at is a lot of harassment happened in the past, especially to blacks. I had friends, and they said, man, I hate that I got this permit. I said, why? They said, because whenever I'm on the road, I'm stopped quite often. And the patrolmen are really harassed. They weren't well, uh, then you like to play. They see you in the system. Well, uh, where is it? Where is it? Let me take a look at it. And he said, get your gun, play with your gun. Well, you got a mighty fine weapon here, young man. And he said, I get tired of that mess, he said. And I went up there doing to everybody just black. And then as something stop you, they get a fucking because, uh, let's be frank, racism plays fun, tennis thing. Whites, I've experienced that whites in America, they want a lot of guns, but they don't want blacks to have a lot of guns. And so this thing become very, very habit. Second question is, where can basically carry purses? If they got the gun down in their purse, uh, maybe they got some western boots on that gun down in their boot, how does that thing play in? Okay. Let me let me go to the first question real quick. Um, the first question that we spoke about about being stopped, let's make sure that we understand, you know, a lot of people have said this and, and I wanna make sure we're clear with this. Um, your license to carry is confidential. Your license to carry is not not attached. It is not attached again, it's not attached to your license plate. For some reason, people think that it's, it's not attached to oh, okay. It's confidential. <laughs> so when... Excuse me, let me, so let me, let me ask this. Let me, let me ask this. Okay. I, 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 I'm retired federal. And I've had several of my federal friends uh, is going as far as not only with their federal uh, uh, permission to, with officer status, they've gone and got the little additional permit. And they've gotten stopped and God ran them, found that they were in the system. And he wants to see the gun, wants to play with the gun. This thing is very tricky and dicey because, you know, we've had, like, Breonna Taylor was shot and killed in her bed. And so, but, but anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, we're talking about, you're talking about two systems now. If you get stopped in the state of Texas, you know, um, there's no way for law enforcement to know that you have a license to carry unless you submit that license to carry. There's no, it's nothing attached to your car and things of this nature. Now, you have to understand that, uh, like I said earlier, since September 1st, 2007, a lot of people didn't know that you can carry a gun in your car. There wasn't privileged information to a lot of people or people didn't really care about learning that law. So if you got stopped before that time, then a lot of times the police are going to, you know, Yes, or ask you if you got a gun in the car. You know, because, okay, you didn't know you can carry a gun, but you could carry a gun legally, so everyone would stop was asking if you had a firearm at that point. Okay, okay. okay. That, that, okay. 
Okay, that, re- that raises another question. Ross West, Ross West, primary attorney around here, and uh, state uh, senator uh, was. Uh, he stated that was once that people was talking about carry right to carry da 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 da. He said that it has always been, it has always been legal. You didn't need any permit for to carry a gun if you was crossing like county lines. In Texas, yes, sir. Going across three county lines. You did three you county lines. You need a legal yes, permit. Right. That, hey, y'all. A lot of folks are unaware of that. I was over in Mesquite. I just bought a shotgun, a nice Smith & Wesson uh, shotgun and Remington, Remington. And I saw this patrolman. I got, I kind of froze. I'm a black man. Black as they can be, skin uh, a little bit lighter than average, but uh, I'm black. So I said, let me go and tell this policeman. So I told him, I said, sir, I just purchased a shotgun that's laying on my back seat. I want you to see it. I don't want any problem. I'm from 7-Eleven. So he said, let me take a look. So he came peep through my window. And he said, yeah, nice weapon there. He said, no, you are fine. He said, it's open. It's not hitting or anything. He said, you're fine. But I I didn't want any problems. And I, I, he was laying on my back seat because I said, if I take it and put a coat or something over it, he said, Casilla. So you get my drill. This, as yes, I heard you, and I'll get off the line. As I've heard you speak of Ember Burnett there and on the air, we got a, from what I can see, I hope I'm wrong, we got a recipe for disaster in Texas and uh, the neighboring states, people are going to forget. They're going to cross uh, state lines. They got their guns with And also maybe Oklahoma does this. Uh, maybe Louisiana does, Oxford does. I can see, I hope I'm wrong, I can see a monumental mess. And a lot of black folk will get in trouble. You're going to be a lot of killing going on. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm let thinking, me go back to what Okay, thank you for the comment. Let me say this first. The thing about the shotgun, you've always been able to carry a shotgun or a rifle in the state of Texas. If you remember back in the 70s where everyone had rifle racks, but people stopped doing it because people were breaking in your cars and trucks stealing them. So that was never an issue. So you having a shotgun, as long as it wasn't concealed like you stated, or, or AR-15, a hunting rifle, 30 or 6 anything like that, if it's, if it's open, mounted, then that's legal in Texas. It's always been that way, okay? So um, far as the recipe, um, I can't, I don't want to speak anything in existence, but I do know that a lot of people are not going to, for some odd reason, they're not going to educate themselves because uh, the media has made it known that Constitution Care, they made a big deal on it. If, if, if you Google it right now, you look on the news, everyone's going to make a big deal about it before September 1st. So everyone's going to run out and buy a firearm. But the problem that they're saying that I see is that you have a lot of people untrained with firearms because I do this, you know, every other weekend. And you'll have 50 people come in, and you'll have 25 that actually know how to shoot. You know, people have never picked up firearms. People think that you can just pick up a firearm and just shoot a firearm. And then the, the, the problem that we have is that you have significant others. You know, you have television. You have the media. People buy guns by names. And everyone can't shoot a clock. It's not ergonomically fit, will fit in your hand. You know, people have to get guns that are catered to them. You know, you just, right. you just can't. You know, you just can't go go to a steak restaurant and you can eat a steak with a butter knife. It's not going to work. Exactly. And for time's sake, I'm saying it's not definitely be off the, off the, off the line. Uh, I got stopped. Uh, I was trying to donate a car over at uh, one of the Can Academy. So, guy checked. A uh, little guy got nervous. He saw the imprint of my gun under my T-shirt. So I, I explained to him, yeah, I have a gun, but this is for my person. Don't be afraid. Little eyes got about the biggest golf ball. So after a while, I see two cops coming, and the cop was so ignorant. I showed him my ID and everything. He took my gun. So out of his mouth, he said, well, 
He started asking me a bunch of questions. Well, do you know code blah, blah, blah? Do you know code? I said, sir, no, I don't. I said, I'm not a beat cop. I'm not arresting anybody. My background is law enforcement through my job, a federal job. Uh, I don't have to. I don't have to know all of those things. I, I'm not a beat cop. This is for my protection. I'm not originally one. The guy was so ignorant, he took my gun, and it caused me a lot of other problems, but they later, you know, I got little old half-ass apologies, got my gun back, and what have you. But uh, with this stuff coming down, I have found that racism and ignorance upon the part of police officers uh, causes a lot of problems. The guy was... Treat me as if I was a beat cop. I explained to her, I'm not a beat cop. I don't have to throw all this stuff I'm saying. This is for my personal protection due to my previous job. No, it's a federal job. But uh, the police academy going to have to really uh, drill down because this stuff is, uh, as you tried to, you know, you've been explaining it. Man, it, it, any time, any time it's difficult to explain something, you got to miss. Have a good day. Thank you. All righty. All right. The closing line, 972-647-1893. Uh, Eric, did you want to comment? Or you want another call? Uh, we, let me let me uh, say something. I don't. I was trying to get with him about how long ago was that because what he got stopped for is calling printing. And before we came out with license to carry, open carry, you were getting charged with imprinting. So if you were carrying a weapon that was concealed and a lot of guys were carrying weapons that were too big, wearing tight shirts, mm-hmm. then that, that was breaking law because it's no longer concealed then at that point because people can see the outline of a gun that was called imprinting. Uh, I'll take another call. All right. Who do we have next? So we have uh, Eric on uh, line uh, three. All righty. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Mr. Brendan, how you doing? Fine, how are you? Give us, uh, I'm doing good. I just want to... I was... You cut him off? Yeah, I'm here. I'm yeah. back. We, we, we have a couple... Uh, you know, okay. we have uh, some issues with the phone. <laughs> so okay. it's a little bit hard to have a conference call today. Uh, Eric... So we, so we have your there. guest on the phone. And so he's gone. Yeah. Yes. I'm here. Yes. If Eric just is no, still uh, listening to us, it was, he can it was another Eric on the line. He yes. cut him off. Yeah. Okay. But uh, Eric, uh, all right. Bring bring another call on. Bring bring that call on. Remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I just want to say. I just want to say it'd be a good idea for everybody to try to get to know who you're dealing with. Uh, wherever you purchase your goods and stuff. It's a good idea for everybody to get, you know, get be good friends with who you purchase your gifts with at the grocery store or whatever. It's a good idea, you know, because look here, you know, when you go to the store for your parents, you might walk out the store and come back and find out you was overcharged, and they might get their own idea and want to pull a gun out on the little kids, you know. So it's a good idea for little kids, and not just little kids, when you, the customers that you buying your goods at. So I'm not sure I just want to get that advice out. All righty. I think that'd be good. I think that'd be a good idea. All right. Well, but, you know, look kids, no, look kids, you know, they, they don't know no better. See, yeah. I always make sure I, wherever I go, I get to know the people I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. So, all right. I just want to say that. I just want to say that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. That clears the line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All right. Who do we have? We have a uh, Beverly on uh, line four. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. 
morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine this morning. Um, I need to know, have the castle law changed? Eric, did you hear that? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Well, the castle law has changed. The castle law has changed quite a bit. But um, the thing about the castle law is that you have to understand where the castle law was set up for your protection in your home, your automobile, and things of this nature, and the retreat. Well, now, since you can carry a gun, so the castle law has been modified a little bit. Now, I'm not going to go into the castle law with, with everyone right now because that's something that has to be taught and we don't have the time to break it all completely down. But just know this much, under the old system, you were able to carry a gun and your fire, a firearm in your home uh, and your automobile. That's what gave you the authority to carry inside your car at that time. But since you, everyone can carry permanently, so you don't need that, that law, but you still must be able to, in your home, protect your home. You don't have to retreat in your home. So in a nutshell, when the castle doctrine is still the same, whereas you don't have to retreat in your home. Everyone thought you had to retreat. No, that's why it was called a castle doctrine. So... Makes sense, ma'am? A little bit. So, in other words, they're just really basically making money for you to carry these guys. Um, well, well, I would say this much. I wouldn't say that the state is making money on you carrying guns because... No, uh, it's not the state. It's the people it's, it's the, like you to uh, be able to... You have to... How do I put this? In other words, it's a, it's a money game because... Now you have to have the license to carry, and the people that you have to get insurance and all of this good stuff. It's a it's a game. Well, again, I, I wouldn't say that because again, um, you had to pay for the state gave about two hundred ninety thousand gun licenses last year uh, issued. Now with you don't need to carry a firearm. I mean, license to carry a firearm, so the state's going to lose money that way. So I wouldn't say it's a money game because people are now going to carry guns without license. Okay. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. All right. They cleared the line, 972-647-1893. I tell you what, we are up against a short break, and uh, we'll be right back. Yo, what's up? It's I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right now? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our. All right, we're back and ready. Your special guest this morning, this hour, is Mr. Eric Prince. And you can reach him at 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have, Pierre? We have a Malcolm uh, Robinson on line two. Malcolm Robinson, all righty. Good morning, Attorney Robinson. Yes, good morning. I have a, a question mm-hmm. for Mr. Prince. How you doing, Reverend Barnett? Fine. You doing all right? Yes, I'm I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm going to lay this out. After September 1st, Let's say September 2nd. Mm-hmm. I'm a black man. If I uh, get me a rifle, uh, AR-15 or whatever, and I have a handgun in a holster, and I take my holster and my belt and, and put it on just like they did back in the Western days. Now, I walk down the street with a rifle and with a handgun in a holster. Uh, 
I want Mr. Prince to kind of respond to whether or not that action is legal and defensible in case I am uh, stopped by a police officer. Okay. And I do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Legally, yes, you can. But it would be smart to do. I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> and the reason why, <laughs> the reason why, because you're going to get stopped, you're going to get axed because you are a black man. Let's be honest. Okay? Right. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise myself to do it. I wouldn't even do it. You know. Right. But I will tell you that legally, on the Constitution and under these carriers, you can carry because you can carry a rifle open as long as it's slinged on your back and the dust covers open. Then right. yes, you can do that. And the the, the pistol. Uh, on your waist and, and, and all this stuff holstered properly? Yes, you can, sir. You know, oh, okay. But, uh, you know, you see, I have this thing called legal and just common sense, you know. So, because you, you're going to, people are going to see and you're going to, people are going to see you and they're going to ask questions. They're going to, you know, contact the law enforcement because they're going to feel threatened. Okay? Yes, that's, that's what let I want. Me, let me, go ahead. I want to clear up something from the last call, uh, last caller, if, if I may. Uh, I want to let the last caller, anyone else know, at no time I'm trying to promote or we're trying to promote our business or anything like that. The purpose of this call was just to come out. You know, I was asked to give some synopsis on the new laws that are changing. You know, the call is stated that you're going to need insurance and stuff like that. But ladies and gentlemen, if, if you've known licensed care, you've always should have gotten insurance to protect yourselves because if you're an attorney you say you know if you use a firearm and you have to use that firearm in self-defense whether or not you get uh, no bill or build and they say the shooting was a good shooting whomever that family member or whoever was surviving spouse or whatever still can sue you in civil court so that's important people to know that you need insurance regardless if you had a license or not even more so now so you know that's the purpose when people understand I'm here to just give you guys a breakdown of the laws or what they're supposed to be like. And it's no point in my attorney nor am I trying to promote my business, but I want you guys to know that it's it's just what it is. Now, going forward, for some money grab, the state of Texas are not looking at it as making money off this this whole thing. They're looking at it like you guys want to carry, you guys want to be your second minute right, but if you're going to do these things, then you need to know the laws. Now, the, the, the bad side or the flip side of this, will there be a lot of arrests? Yes, it will be. Will it be a lot of this? Yes, it will be. Because, again, they're telling you it's your responsibility to learn these laws. If you wanted them, it's what it is. You guys have to learn them. Yes. Well, my position is the Second Amendment was not put in the Constitution for black folk. That was put in the Constitution for white folk. And historically, okay. as I, it's my understanding that one of the reasons why it was put in there uh, was to allow white folks to buy and bear arms so that they could protect themselves from from the slaves. So historically, so be, uh, people can investigate that and see if that's accurate or not. Thank you very okay. much. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, have we broke yet? Yes. They fought it broke. Break. Go right here. All right, please put a flag. All righty. All right, please put a flag. All right, down there. Yes. 
everyone is uh, on the air. We have uh, Eric. Yes, sir. Yes, okay. And uh, number to reach him, 972-647-1893. All righty. We are we're having some uh, network, some technical difficulty. But, well, when we see what's going on, Eric, do you feel like, and uh, let me ex explain something. I brought Mr. Prince on the air to warn people about this new law and to advise them and give them information on the law. He's not on here to promote his business or anything. He comes on, came on, and to give information about what's going on. Okay? All righty. Who do we have on Who do we have on the line? All right. All right. Yes. We're going to bring you another Sorry. caller on. All righty. We, now we're getting this thing straightened out. All right. All right. Hi. Do, uh, do we have someone on the line? Yes. Okay. Who are okay. they? This is Glenn. We have uh, Glenn on line two. All righty. Good morning, Glenn. You're on there. Yes. I was calling to see uh, what about new gun law that they have. What about the people that don't know how to operate a gun? No, no lessons, no, no, just go out to buy the gun and don't know how to even operate the gun. But what about that? That's, a, that's my question. Okay. Do, you know, for it. Again, okay. Again, um, You learning to, to, to use a firearm is your responsibility. And, and that's a very serious matter that you're speaking of, Mr. Glenn. You know, not again, not just my business, but I'm sure if you got with the instructor, uh, license carry instructor, firearm instructor, make sure they're, they're instructors. They can give you pointers on how to carry the gun because, again, you're, you're, you're taking that responsibility of firing a firearm yourself. I, I tell my students all the time, for every bullet you shoot, there's a lawyer attached to it. But I'm just talking about the ones that's not. They just don't, as soon as the law changes, and boom, they got the gun on the hip. Don't even know how to hold the gun, don't know how to really load the gun. They just got it. You know, that's what I'm talking about. And that's, that, that, and that's the point I'm making. It's that, September 2nd, you know, there's, you have a lot of people like that. And, and it's sad, but okay. you're going to have a lot of people because they're going to carry permits. Okay. All right, then. That's all. That was my comment. Uh, they really need to go take a class, the ones that don't, you know, that have not taken. Yeah, and it's not even just a license to carry class. You know, a lot of lot of companies yeah. are catering. Like, I know I'm catering for harmless carry people. You know, it's not a long, drawn-out class. It's just a class to get people familiar with their gun, the working components of the gun, you know, how to actually shoot a gun. You want to go to the gun range because you know as well as I know is shooting a gun and moving that target back 15 yards, that's a whole different animal for a lot of people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. But okay, then. Okay. And that was it for me. I just wanted to make that comment. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the comment. All righty. We thank you. Thank you for your calling comment. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Roy on the uh, line four. Good morning, Roy. 
Good morning, uh, Rem Burnett and, and uh, Mr. Prince. Hi, this is Kano. Uh, my question is, uh, Rem Burnett started to ask you. Come September the 1st, do you think that we're going to see a rise in gunplay or, or, you know, just not not an opinion, but, you know, kind of a fact? I'm going to hang up and listen to that. And also, everyone need to uh, go to YouTube and listen to No Guns for Black, for Negroes, No Guns for Negroes, and just kind of listen to that. Thank you. All righty. We thank you for your call and comment. Eric, can you comment on that? Again, that that's a, a, a touchy subject for me. The reason why I say that because I don't want to speak anything, but I, I, in my opinion, you know, I think that when people are carrying firearms, you know, without being trained and not knowing the law, when they can use a firearm, I think a lot of confrontations that, that can be resolved with just verbal, it's going to escalate. Because I do understand that people are going to be heated. People are going to feel like they're 14 karat gold and bulletproof. And there's going to be stuff said like, well, I'll kill you and I'll shoot you. and things. Well, these, are verbal, these are verbal threats. You can't act upon a verbal threat. There has to be an action. And people are going to say, well, he said he was going to kill me. He had a gun on him and I shot him. So a lot of this is going to come out. You know, again, I don't want it to come out, but I think a lot of it will come out for stuff like that. All righty. That answer your question, sir. All righty, all right. Okay, this uh, clears the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have next? Uh, Gil, on line two. All righty. Good morning, Gil. Gil, are you there? Yes. Go right ahead, Gil. Yes. How are you? Mm-hmm. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, how are you, uh, Dr. Barnett? Yes. Good. Thank you for asking. It's a highly favor. Thank you. Um, I'm just speechless this morning. I spoke with your your uh, your uh, speaker that called to answer the phone there. Um, the lady, I don't know what her name is, but I'm just speechless. I, I don't know where to start. Uh, I've been robbed. I've been shot. Cause I'm not I'm sure I'm not the only one. I just can't seem to kick this September first with this. I mean, you know, I have guns and this and that, but whatever. I mean, I'm thinking about our children. What what happens when you be in the store and these? Cause there's ignorant people out there. You know, nobody wants to take an argument. Nobody wants to take. You shouldn't do this. You. What happens? You get caught up in this. What what is going on? I, I I mean, why don't you just? Oh my God! I just don't know what to say, Doctor Burnett. Please help me, help me, help me to see how am I supposed to go on? Uh, how, how am I supposed to uh, 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 think? Well, I'll be okay if I go to the store. Uh, how am I? I mean, you know, I know this is just not starting, but what is it that I can do to try to have a peace of mind nowadays? Now you get people that don't want to come out of their houses. Now, I really don't, I mean, you got the virus because you, you want to six, stand six feet of distance. You have to sit. What is going to happen in this world now? I'm real, real. Well, much. I don't know if, uh, 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 well, uh, Mr. Prince is not a prophet. He's here to explain about guns. Yeah. Uh, it seems like you're having some, uh, a lot of other problems along with the guns. Yes, I am. Uh, I am. Like I said, I've been robbed. I was shot. Uh, and uh, I 
you know. I'm you you think this will elevate that uh, the possibility of that that happening? Of course, it's going to be even worse. It's going to be outrageous. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be. Well, I mean, I'm thinking about the children. You people got these people go places with their kids. They, I mean, you know. Well, got, people are going to have to really, uh, uh, you know, watch over their own kids. I, and this I, is why we're on the air trying, knowing things are going to get worse, a whole lot worse. This, But we want to hold the, the institution, the part of where uh, this was made law. It's, this is the law that's doing yes, this. It's the law. Now, what are, what are you going to do about the law that's doing this? Uh, there's nothing that we can do about the law. Just keep on praying, looking to the health that would come out health and strength, and let the devil know you're a liar and walk on in the name of Jesus and by faith. I, I mean, what can I mean? What else can we do, uh, Doctor Burnett? Well, I try to uh, make sure. Uh, that you don't get so angry so fast with this. Yes, sir, yes. Okay? Yes. All right, thank you. Yes, that clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty. Who do we have next? Can I have your name, please? Who, who do we have? Okay, we have another call on uh, line four. Who is it? We have another caller in line. Yeah, who's the caller? Okay, I didn't hear the name, but we, we have another caller. Caller, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, caller. Yeah, Reverend Barnett. Yes, uh huh. Yeah, this is Reverend Mouse. Okay, go right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh listen, I was uh, listening to him talk. As long as I have my weapon in the car, hosted under my wheel, I'm safe, right? Uh, what is your name? Eric, you hear that? Yes, sir. Good. Under as of September second, if that's what you choose to do, license or unlicensed, yes, sir, you're fine. Oh, oh, okay. Now, what about this road rage? Say, for instance, somebody in front of me, and I blow my horn, and they get out with their weapon and shoot back at me, and I reply back. What about that? Okay. Again. If you feel like you're in imminent danger, then I'm not an attorney, but if you feel like you're in imminent danger, then yes, you can return fire. But I want to make sure we're clear that you still need to have the training. You still need to know the law, what, what it's saying. Oh, okay. All right, that's what I wanted to know then. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Yes, sir. All right, thank you. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? We have uh, James on uh, line two. All righty. Good morning, James. Uh, good morning, uh, Reverend and your guest. Yes. Uh, yes, sir. Good morning. Mm -hmm. I have a question uh, uh, involving uh, police uh, misconduct. You know, like here before, uh, there have always been police who, uh, you know, had itchy trigger fingers and, you know, they had the gunslinger mentality. And they shoot you because they thought you might have a gun. Um, you know, even though you were just going for your pocketbook or for, you know, you're reaching across the car, whatever. Uh, so I know you're not law enforcement, but my question is, to your knowledge, um, is uh, law enforcement taking a different way of uh, 
uh, approach to uh, people that they normally would uh, fear, you know, now, even though, you know, when they know that people do have uh, the right to have guns. Uh, do you understand my question? Yes, I do. From the law enforcement okay. that I deal with, interact with here in the Houston area, Harris County, the constables and HPD, I do know that uh, their sense of awareness are heightened. It's going to be heightened. So, you know, I can't speak, nor can they speak for every law enforcement person out on the street. But just know that if you're stopped, the perception that you have a gun you may use is going to be there. You know, that has to be in the back of their mind because at the end of the day, they want to go home too. So I just tell all all the constituents, my students, people that listen to this call, just, hey, whatever's going on, relax, calm yourself down, because it's better for you to go home. Because if you get out excited and stuff like that and you in a situation escalate, you need to control as much as you can control without being, you know, putting them on edge. Because at the end of the day, we do know, you know, if there's a shooting, it's probably not going to go in our favor. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Thank you. That is the Tell you what, we up against a break, a short break. Well, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back and ready for our number two of Church Information and Open Forum. Also, we'd like to remind you tomorrow morning, 930, Heavenly Joy Church. Amen. Amen. Listen to us, 930 tomorrow morning, Marion Barnett Sr. on Facebook. Tomorrow morning, Facebook, Marion Barnett Sr. All right, who do we have on our line? Pierre. So we have uh, Imani on line three. All righty. Good morning. You say Imani? Yes, Imani. Good morning, good pastor. How you get my, uh, this, uh, How you doing, first of all? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Imani? I'm doing great. How's your guest doing? How's my I'm guest doing, doing? Thanks for asking, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well Brian, I gave you uh, some information. I think I gave you a book, didn't I? Yes, yes, uh-huh. Yes, well, check that book out. I was in uh, Special Forces in Vietnam, Army and Navy. And the first thing we did, first of all, we cut off the communication. And we found the trails and we found stuff. This, uh, and that's what we did. And I noticed they cut off our, most of our stations already, KKDA, and they cut off KHVN. I'm very concerned about KNON because that's the first thing the enemy's going to try to do when they try to cut us off. I'm concerned about churches. All the churches are closed except on Sundays when they take the money out uh, out of our community. But the liquor stores stay up 24-7. You get drunk 24-7. And now they're coming out this justifiable homicide. They do not have to turn a gun on you. They have gunships. They have drones that can blow your house up, off the ground. I understand the gentleman, the gentleman who was concerned. It's, this is terrible, but... We don't even have the birth, the most, the hospital, I call the church a hospital, a moral place where we can go get peace and we can plan, but we don't have a plan and we don't have no morality whatsoever in this town. And I'm very concerned about the radio stations. So all of a sudden you're listening to KNN and all these other black stations and they cut them off, you know? And then they start putting athletes and basketball players and, and entertainers and cowboys and all that. We need, right now, we need a church open and we need the doors open 
and we need to uh, get us a plan. We don't have a bank take in this city, and we need to talk about what's going to happen when they start stopping us and everybody running around talking about guns. They got gunships. They got all kinds of stuff. Just blow your car without Have you been to the uh, Ministerial Alliance and told them this? They want it, man. They too. They too. They too big to talk to me. The bourgeois. They too big to talk to you. What do you mean? Yeah, you your parishioner. I've been to the churches, walked to the churches, and these big old things on twenty, and you, and all these homeless people down there sick and don't have a place to stay. And I go over there, and you have to walk it. If you go, it actually sits one open. You have to go through security. You know. Well, they open every Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday morning, mm-hmm. get the money and take it back to the work, bro. Well, now, if you want to, you can go, and you can go to these churches, talk to these pastors uh, that you are uh, 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 upset with. Uh, here, when you're calling me, you're singing to the choir. Well, I know you, my friend. That's why I called you, because you're mm-hmm. not the only pastor. I've been doing anything. Even though see, the, church, the church is But not you did say that. You said there's no voice. Oh no, sir! From, I'm not talking from, about you. Well, now no, other folk you. don't know. Don't nobody know that, but you. Well, you doing church work right now? I know so it. I ain't talking about you. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking. Well, about I'm trying to warn the community. I brought an expert on to warn the community about the treacheries of the law and the, un, and the things that are going on. Some people have called in and taken it thinking he's trying to make some money. He's not making any money to trying to warn people about what's going on and the law uh, that has been made. Now, I think I got a young lady in the studio. She called him, what, Hot Wheels? <laughs> Is that what you call him? The governor. And uh, when we... Uh, uh, trying to warn people, people accuse us of trying to make some money. What kind of money can we make out by letting you know what's going on, letting the community know what's happening? So, but anyway, money, I've read the book and I'm going to read it. And I'll call you and I thank you for your call. All right, thank you, sir. All right, that's the clear the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have next? All right, so we have a call on the line four. Good morning, Cole. Cole, Cole, are you there? You on the air? Yes, uh, it's a great book out that uh, the. Uh, Please speak up, sir. I can barely hear you. Second, and it it uh, it talks about how the Second Amendment came about, and it was about to uh, ensure the that the black state is slavery. So yeah, that'd be a great book to to explain about what happened with gun control and all that when we come to. Blacks and everything. Yeah, and I wonder that. Do you? Has your guest ever heard of that book? I didn't hear the. I didn't hear the the, the title of the book she spoke of. The book is called the Second Amendment. Uh, Cole, could you please speak up? Uh, we can barely hear you. The book is called the Second. The Second Amendment. It's about the Second Amendment. What was it again? The Second, you know, like the first, the second, the second. Oh, you, you're talking about the, the documentary on the Second Amendment, the, the book that was written in the Second Amendment documentation? It's a book. A black lady wrote it. It's a book. I, I know the book you're talking about. I think I know the one you're, you're referring to. Yeah, I've, I've seen the book. I've read through the book. 
Um, and I understand, you know, the book says about how different organizations were founded upon this over the Second Amendment. Yeah, I know what you're speaking of. But um, I want everybody to understand that, you know, the Second Amendment is not, you know, it is a part of what we're speaking of today. I'm here just as, you know, as a guest to, to show you guys the benefits and, uh, and of getting your license to carry versus not carrying license to carry. Because I want you guys to understand that with your benefits of LTC, you're covered under a letter of law. You're covered. They're, they're, they're making provisions to cover whomever has a license to carry. If you don't have a license to carry, you know, there's going to be a bunch of pitfalls and holes that you're going to fall into that you need to be aware of. Because we need to understand, as just as a, a population, there's no such thing as a free lunch. When they say that you don't have to pay for something, you're going to pay something later. I tell my students all the time, if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. All right. Yeah, Yes, and how much is your class? Oh, uh, the courses are seventy-five dollars. Yes, and I, I totally agree. The, the price of ignorance is always higher than the price of education. And I'll hang up and listen. All right, we thank you for your call. Uh huh. That clears uh, that clears a line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All right, who do we have next? Reverend Burnett, we have uh, David on line two. David, already. Yes. Good morning, David. How you doing, brother Bumner? Fine. How are you? I, I'm, I'm over here because what he must have said about you is, is absolutely. Like, I've been to Freddie Haynes Church. I walked down when he had people to join the church. I walked down, and told him I joined the church if we could to have a conversation like he might have wanted have one. They don't want to have that conversation. You don't only want to do that. There's a book called The Accommodation. Wiley Price used to promote that book. That's what Now, the guy that you, uh, wrote the book used to be on this station. Right. And see, mm -hmm. every black needs to, we kind of forgot about, we forget too quick. We now, a white man wrote that book. Right. If yeah. you, if you, Born here in that Texas, you need to get that book. Just like John Wiley said, you need to get that book and read it. John told me that. Well, John, John, well, see, the thing about it, the book was accessible to everybody in Dallas and around the nation. It was a very popular book for one while. Didn't know one person promote that book. When we, me and you read in the Bible, there's a race of people that, nation of people that die from the lack of knowledge. Well, the book, the Bible is the greatest history book that ever been wrote. It right. tells you what to look for. It tells you what to look for. Well, me and you can definitely say that this person that called himself a black African American is that person that liked that. And if you born after 19, he's a dangerous person. That black African-American that's born out the 1980s, that's the one that would shoot you and kill you. Not us. Not the Negroes that was colored people, but this black African-American that's born out the 1980s, <laughs> tearing up the community, killing left and right, every city, not even in the country, down in Clark, Texas. My little town, my cousin called me 14-year-old killing people. Yeah. Well, now, see, the thing about that whole thing is that what we've been told, what we've learned through history, we were kidnapped and brought here and made slaves. 
And we are God's chosen people. Things, everybody knew it but us. But here's what's happening now. If we allow these people never, never to allow real, true American history and the history of this world to be taught, everyone would still always be behind except for those who are oppressing us. That is the main thing. That's the thing we need brought out. And you're a historian. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So, but I thank you, Meatball. Thank you for your call. All right. The clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who, who do we have next, Pierre? River Burnett, we have uh, Henry on the uh, line three. Henry? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Henry. Good morning, Reverend Burnett. How are you this morning? Fine. How are you? Good. I have a question. Uh, for the uh, of the uh, gentleman, Mr. Eric Prince. Yes, all right, turn uh, Prince there. Uh, for instance, say for instance, I, I I have my weapon in in my car and I have it in a bag, uh, you know, a weapon carrying bag, and I have it laying in my front seat. Uh, is that against the law, or is it there the lady carrying her weapon in her in her purse? Would that be against the law? I would like to uh, get that. Uh, information on that no sir under uh, on the permless carry no sir and under ltc no sir because at that point the gun is concealed so you're fine uh, okay thank you that's my question i appreciate mm -hmm. it thank you all right we thank you for your call and comment all thank right you. then nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three who do we have next reverend burnett we have a uh, wayne on line four all righty good morning wayne Good morning, Reverend. Mm -hmm. And this is for Mr. Eric. Mr. Eric Prince. Yes. Uh, being school is starting, I'm wondering, is there a law or something where somebody buy a gun, the responsibility of that gun, your kid getting it and taking it to school? Yes, sir. That's actually that's that's state that law. Saying that you have to get it. Yeah, it needs to be locked up if you're just going to yes, get sir. a firearm. Yes, 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 sir. Once you buy a firearm in the state of Texas, you are responsible for that firearm. The only time you should have someone under 18 with that firearm, if you're doing, say, going to the gun range or you're supervised for his hunting, if someone, if your child gets that gun and it's not locked up and that, that child hurts themselves or that child hurts someone else, you will be charged for that gun. And that, and that crime, not that child. That that needs to be told out there, being sure everybody want a firearm and not lock it up in schools. Well, 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 here again, once you, if you take the class, the LTC course, that's a part of the course that has to be taught to you. Safe handling of a firearm, that's a part of the law that's given to you. How to secure your that's firearm, so. what to do with your firearm, because you need to know that you're responsible for that firearm. The only way you're not responsible is to say a child or someone breaks into your home and steals a gun and then use a gun, then at that point, you're okay because if someone broke into your home and took it. But if you buy that firearm, you are responsible for that firearm. That's what I say. They need to be, somebody need to tell people this when they buy a gun. You need to buy a lock for it, <laughs> but it can't be used. Because it's going to go, it's going to get to school, somebody's schoolhouse. 
Well, since, since you brought up school, since you brought up school, let me say one of the other benefits of having a license to carry, because under the, the laws now, they're changing it to a federal, that school zones are now going to be federal zones, which means if you have a license to carry, you're able to go up to the schoolhouse with your gun, license to carry. But if you're not licensed to carry, if you're doing permanent carry, you can't go 1,000 feet from that school with a firearm now. That's amazing. That's what I was saying earlier about the broadcast that they've made it more, but they they made the laws more easier for a person with license to carry. Now again, they want they want more people to get licensed because the state understands that if you do a license to carry, of course you're actually going to be trained. You're going to get familiarized with the laws. You're going to be you're going to know the laws because once you apply for your license, you're going to smile out Alpha David saying you are familiar with the laws. You know the laws, but on the the paperless carry, there's no Alpha Davis. There's none of this stuff going on. You know, you're just going to be carrying a gun. Now, you're responsible for knowing where and who you can carry a gun, where you can carry a gun, when you can use a gun. You're taking that responsibility burden on yourself now. You and your legal team, I should say. <laughs> yeah. All right. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We thank you. Thank you for your call and coming. The closing line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have next? We have a uh, nail on the uh, line three. All righty. Good morning. You said nail. Nail. Yes. Nail. 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 Yeah, okay. Nail. Okay. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Good conversation. Thank you, kind sir, Mr. Eric, for giving this information out. People need. You're more than welcome, ma'am. We, the people need it. My question is: My granddaughter. She has purchased her a gun. She is going to college. She needs to have that gun concealed in a in a holster. And if she puts it in a car, where does she need to keep it? Okay. First of all, how old is your daughter? Twenty three. Your granddaughter. Twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, does she okay, there's a two parts. Does your granddaughter have a her LTC? Because I'm gonna give you the scenario. Not yet. She is going to the gun range now. Okay. Okay, once she gets her license to carry, this is one of the laws that's changed. Your your granddaughter, once she has her license to carry, she will be able to carry on a college campus. Okay? Okay. She just have mm-hmm. to have the gun. She will have the gun. She can't carry it openly, but she has to have it concealed. Okay? Mm-hmm. And she's even she's even able to carry it inside the classroom. Oh, okay. Now, okay. Yes, ma'am. Now, if you're not licensed to carry, what we call permanent carry, you can't carry a gun on a college campus more in a classroom or any sporting events or anything of that nature. If you're caught with a gun on a college campus, that is a felony. So we do know that if you have a felony, you won't be able to receive financial aid. And if, say, if you're on an athletic right. scholarship, you're going to lose all of that. Okay, but if she has, has it in her car and don't, don't, don't carry it, it's fine. She's fine, as long as she's licensed to carry. Licensed to carry. So she shouldn't be, can't take it as, until she gets that license. Okay. Yes, because... The school, the school may say that the parking lot that she's carrying a firearm legally. I would, I would have to know what school she's going to, and I have to look at, get with the provost and see what they're saying. Okay. 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 Because okay. property and yeah, parking is two different things. So that's why I, I tell people to alleviate the gray area. If you get a license to carry, you won't have to worry about whether or not you're in a parking lot or where you're there. You won't have to, these things to worry about. So, does does she need to register her gun with the school? And none of that no, needs to happen. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. She won't register a firearm. Only time she, that firearm is only registered with the FFL she bought it from to show proof that they've, they've sold that gun yeah, legally. She, she had that. 
you know, she carries yes, that yes. at all times. But I'm going to encourage her to, to go ahead on and get the license also. And I'm, I'm wanting to know, for old people like me, it's okay for me to have my rifle in my home. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. For okay. young people like yourself, yes, ma'am. Yes, I want to make sure I need to be covered, too. And, and, and the straw purchases, that's going to really be a problem, too. Oh, oh. Yes, it is. I'm glad you. Yes, it is. A yeah. straw purchase is uh, what mm. a straw purchase is, ladies and gentlemen. That's when, when you go to the store to try to buy a gun and you can't buy a gun, and you bring a sniffing nut or somebody in to buy that gun for you. That's a straw purchase. So what's going to happen on stuff like that is that the FFL dealers where you buy the guns from, they're going to be really. If they say no, it's going to be no, and and that's what it has to be. That's, and that's what it is. Okay, and make sure everybody knows to get a a, a gun. Um, Lock for your gun to put your gun up in your home, not for your children to get a hold to. That's common sense. Why would you leave the gun yeah. out? All right. Yes, ma'am. Every, yes, ma'am. We, we Every thank you. You should have a lock in the case with it. Yeah. Yes, yes. We thank, thank you. you. Uh-huh. Very much. Thank you very Enjoy. much. We're up against a short break, right. and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love. Send by one from heaven up above. Take a pity, it's simple and plain. This ain't no game, you know what I'm saying? What? Yep, yep. Here we go. Yo, mob, kick it for me one time. What is the world coming to? Seems like everyone is running from the truth. All right, all right. We are back and ready uh, right here on... Church Information and Open Forum. Our special guest this morning is Mr. Eric Prince. He's given us information about the new law starting this coming Wednesday. This coming Wednesday. Uh, he, the laws in Texas will change, but we were, I've been looking at them for months, been talking about this. The, they are very vague, and if you're really not into something that's dealing with weapons, you may not, you may read it and still don't understand it. We're trying to get them explained this morning. All righty. Okay. Who do we have next, Pierre? Reverend Burnett, we have uh, James on uh, line three. James? All righty. Good morning, James. How you doing, Pastor Burnett? Fine. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Good, good. Uh, mm-hmm. I I know it's been a big problem today, but I just want to know uh, what is the uh, I, and I hate to do that because I was trying to do it offline. But what is uh, is there any way I can get information to uh, contact uh, Mr. Prince School and where is it located? Eric, uh, they they want information about contacts. Sure, you can reach me. You can reach me, sir, at eight three two. Five six seven, five six seven, three one four two. Okay. Or you could you what? can go online to total precision shooting dot com. Uh, you go into total total precision. Total precision. Okay. Shooting dot com. All right. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Barnett. You, mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry, Eric. I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, if you go into a course, you'll see the list of courses, and you want a uh, LTC course, you'll see the Dallas area. You'll just click in the Dallas area, and it'll tell you when, when the dates will be in Dallas. And you can sign up. If you don't see one, you can contact me personally, and then uh, once we get the class built or situated, then I'll contact you back personally and let you know, hey, this day is available. Mr. Prince, do y'all do you ever have any classes in uh, Fort Worth? Oh uh, well, I, I do them in the middle of Dallas area. I try to rotate through right. Dallas because the way your Metroplex is set up. Okay. All right. All right. We thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Thank you so much, Doctor Burnett. Have a fantastic day. All right. Thank you. They close the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have? Reverend Burnett. We have uh, Mr. T on uh, line two. All right, Mr. T. All righty. Good morning, Mr. All right, T. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Uh, I just want to say that um, I'm really enjoying this program. I um, This is by far one of the best programs I've heard on this subject. Um, I am a uh, NRA firearms instructor and uh, police trainer and use of force instructor. And... Uh, I am really big on the use of force of firearms and other things like that. And so this is an excellent program. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to the gentleman that's on the program, if there's any way I could be able to help you out, um, just give me a call at 972-358-6546. That's uh, 972-358-6546. But I love what you're doing. And, yes, people really truly need to be educated on carrying firearms, and like I said before, and I'll say it again, um, this topic here is very informational, so uh, I love it. So uh, thanks for sharing. Oh, thank you for your call and comment. Yeah, thank you so much. As a fellow instructor, thank you, because as you know, as well as I know, training is not easy. You know, um, trying to get people to forget what their the past history of training, I should say, a lack of training. So, you know, and I want everyone to be aware that, you know, carrying a gun and using a gun is a, is a responsibility. Because once you fire it, you can't get that round back. All right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. That clears the line 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? Uh, Pierre? So we we have uh, Jeff on line four. Jeff? Yes. Okay. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Mr. Garnett. Good morning. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. I appreciate you and Brother Eric on the line today. Listen, my question would be this. To those that have felonies, how are they protected? Let's say uh, a felon is in his home and he's like around 59 or in his 60s. How is he to be protected with this open carry law? If someone breaks in his house, does he have a right to have a firearm to protect yourself. I thought Texas law is you got a right to protect places and places and things. So if, if, if we have a felon, we know we can't have a, a gun uh, in society, but what about his home? How is he to be protected? Can uh, Brother Eric answer that for me, please? 
Well, the, the, the question on the felony part, you would have to actually get which, uh, an attorney on that because it's so gray area for us, the felony. Now, as far as my knowledge is that you get to protect your home, be able to have a felony in your home to protect yourself. But as far as you carrying a gun outside or even purchasing a gun, that's the, that's the dilemma. You won't even be able to purchase a firearm under federal law because you're dealing with the state versus the federal yeah. Right, but you, you, uh, a felon can have a, a firearm in his own to protect himself, right? But, but again, see what I'm saying? The, you would have to give it an attorney because you're talking federal versus state. Federal say you can't have a gun, purchase a gun. State saying you may be able to protect yourself. So how would you get a gun? You see what I'm saying? Unless you bought a gun or someone sold you a gun. That's what I'm saying with well, an attorney. You would have to give it an attorney to give you legal guidance on that. Because I wouldn't want to tell you that you can do something that, and, and you, you get caught yourself caught up. Right, right. Well, I appreciate you. Hey, man, God bless you. Keep your eyes on the prize. Whatever you do, don't let that devil steal your joy. God bless. All right. Thank you. We thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Yes, that clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? Reverend Burnett, we have a, a question online too. I didn't have the name, but someone would like to ask a question to Eric. Uh, all right. Go right ahead. You're on there. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing this morning? Fine. How are you? Eric? I'm doing fine. Uh, what I, was, I was listening to, you know, the, the talk that you all were talking this morning. I know y'all busy. But what I was, my concern is I have my daughter, my son, and my granddaughter now. Okay, my daughter and I, we went about our gun last week. But my granddaughter, you know, she go to college. And my son, you know, he's working. Uh, you was giving out good information, you know, because uh, I don't want them to get in no trouble carrying those guns and stuff. So could I have them to call you or could they call you and you can give them the information? Because they at work now. More, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. They're more than welcome to call me uh, anytime. The number I gave out is, a, is my direct number. They can call me directly. Uh, they can give the, uh, say that you listen to the radio station this morning, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll call about time for them to speak to them. You know, okay, I'll, you know, okay. do's and don'ts. But I'm going to be honest with you. You know, being away there away from school and going away, I'm going to lean towards them to get the license care. Because, again, like I said, mm-hmm. there's just too much gray area. You know, why, why not just take the gray area out? And that's just me being uh-huh. honest. Because I have nieces uh-huh. and nephews are off in college now. And I ensure mm-hmm. they get theirs because you're walking down the street like one of the calls said before, you're dealing with the police. You know, the police have to get familiar with this law, too, you know, and just people in general have to get familiar with this law. It's going to take a while for everyone to have to settle down. But September uh-huh. 2nd, everyone's going to carry a gun like I know the law, and they really don't know the law. Right, right. And see, I definitely don't want nothing to happen to my son and my daughter and my grandkids now. And I am so glad you came on them, the, 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 you know, over the phone. Okay, what's your name? Uh, number? What's your name? I know you're busy. I'm trying to hurry up and get off the phone. So you can you're, get you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. And, uh, my direct contact number is 832 Wait a minute. 867 567, uh-huh. 3142. 3142. Could I repeat that again, sir? Okay, yes, you, you can. Eight, okay, you said 832-567-3142. That's correct. Okay, and your name is who? Eric Prince. Wait a minute, Eric. 
Eric Prince. Okay, and my son's going. His name going to be Anthony Armstead. My daughter Shanika for Armstead, and my granddaughter is Jazlyn Jayla. Okay, and Kate when they come. I will take care of for you. Okay, thank you so much, sir. Because there's so much going on in this world. You know, they black and you know. Woo! Thank you very much. Y'all have a blessed and safe day. Okay. Thank you. you so All right. Well. Thank you. We okay. Thank, we thank you for your call. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty. Pierre, who do we have next? We we have Ike on uh, line three. We have Ike on line three. Good morning, Ike. Ike. Yes. Good morning, Ram Barnett. Yes, how are you? Good morning, Eric. And, uh, Good morning, sir. I'm, I'm enjoying the program because, uh, and, uh, if I may... I don't want to speak out of the line, but uh, Eric Clinton and his wife teaches this class together, and it's a family-oriented class, and I went to it, and I was educated on how to handle a gun and the laws, and I think everybody who can need to take a gun class. I would recommend Eric because uh, it gives me not only... Uh, the laws and the rules of having a gun, but it gave me a black perspective. And I think that's important. You know, like the guy called in early, uh, I think it was Malcolm Robinson saying, what if we do this and that? And he said, well, I wouldn't advise that. But I, I, I thank you uh, for uh, your program and educating me into the, the uh, responsibility of owning a firearm. And I want to say this too. Uh, Reverend Barnett, I went to a school board meeting Thursday, mm-hmm. and the people that came there to cause havoc, uh, they like they've been trained to provoke people, and they try to intimidate you and aggravate you. So I just want everybody to know, do know, when you own a gun, you have to have a cool head, because mm-hmm. what we living in in Texas, I would like to call the day of the vigilantes, and that's what... Greg Abbott did when he passed so many laws. He's trying to empower vigilantes and don't be one of them. But I just wanted to say that and thank you, Eric. And I would advise anybody to take a class. And I thank you and have a great day. All right, thank you. Let's clear the line. I like there's the line, 972-647-1893. I tell you what, we're up against a short break and we'll be right back. Hey. This is our final segment. 
And you can reach me at 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have, uh, Pierre? We have uh, William on uh, line two. All righty, good morning, William. Mr. Uh, Dr. Uh, Reverend Bonnet, can you hear me? Yes, I sure can. Okay, because I got a Bluetooth on. I'm driving 18 wheeler, but uh, I mm -hmm. have one question to him. I committed uh, a 3G back in '94. I'm off. Of, I'm off of paper. Uh, do it still uh, concerning me that I can't buy a gun? Mm hmm You hear me? All right, uh, that'll go to uh, uh, Mr. Prince. Uh, 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 Eric, did you hear that? I couldn't hear the question. We went in would you Would you ask the question again? I said I committed a 3G back in '94. I did my time in TBC. So, as an ex-convict, uh, I still can't buy a gun. You still have to. What I would tell you to do is, I would go and still fill out um, your the. The 4473 and let the federal government decide on those. Some of those crimes they look at, they, some of those things may have been taken out. I, I would have to know uh, the specifics of the crime I would want to get in your personal business on the air. Well, I didn't have no gun, but uh, I committed a robbery. Hello? Somebody speak. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, And in that case, that'd probably be, they're probably going to be considered a violent, so you probably won't be able to receive a firearm. All right, thank you. So, uh, convicted of what felons can't, can't get guns, huh? No, sir, because what'll happen is they, they can get it expunged or whatever, but if you're a violent offender, there's a good chance you're not going to be able to get it impeached or, or expunged, so there, there's... You probably won't be able to get a firearm. So, in other words, you can commit some crimes and uh, uh, and never be able to carry a weapon, uh, uh, have a firearm ever again. Yes, sir. And, and also with these laws that are changing, if you break one of these laws without an LTC and you get uh, a, a charge for these laws, you will lose your right to carry a firearm. Uh, LTC, what is that? That's your license to carry. I'm sorry. That's your license to carry in the state of Texas. If you don't have a license to carry a firearm in the state of Texas and you break one of these, violate one of these laws, there's a good probability you will probably never be able to carry a firearm again. So your Second Amendment right will be taken from you. Can you keep one in your home? Yes, you can. You can keep one. Without okay, can you, yourself. well, if you got to travel and go out of state, can you uh, take the gun with you? If you're traveling, the best way to cover yourself when you travel is understand that the state of Texas LTC license to carry is recognized by 37 other states. So if you have a license to carry, you can carry in any of those 30, 37 other states under the same license to carry under Texas. Just got to follow that state law. So it's recognized. If you're not licensed to carry, you run the risk of carrying a, a gun across state lines. Even though you say you're traveling, you won't probably won't know the way to carry the gun and where they want it broken down in certain, certain states, you can't have the gun loaded. You can't have the gun, it has to be broken down two components. Uh, what state is closer to Texas law? Uh, let's, let's go with the uh, three surrounding states of four, or let's go with Louisiana, Oklahoma, New Mexico. Uh, would they be 
uh, states that are they friendly with Texas laws or how, how do they work? Yes, yes, they're, they're, they are. We have what's called reciprocity with those states. We mean, their license to carry is good in our states, and our license to carry is good in their states as you travel back and forth. But again, the carve-out is you must know or follow that state laws once you go to that state. Oklahoma may have a law that says, for instance, you can't carry a firearm, say, uh, to the shopping mall. You know, whereas in Texas, we know you can, as long as you carry under the, the authority of the sign. Things that makes you, you have to be familiar with those state laws. But as far as traveling through and out the state, yes, you can carry under any license to carry because we have reciprocity. Those who are carried permanently would not have reciprocity. So mm -hmm. you risk running, crossing the state line with a firearm. That also would go with Arkansas. That's another adjacent state. Uh, yes, wow. That's a, all right. Um, Pierre, who do we have on? We have uh, Andrew on the uh, line two. Alrighty. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Pastor Lede. Who? Hello? I mean, I'm sorry. Good morning, Reverend, Reverend Barnett. Forgive me. Yes, go right ahead. You're on with Miss Eric Prince. <laughs> Reverend Barnett, uh, I have a question for the gentleman that's uh, talking about the gun laws. Now, listen, I, it's very important that I find out this. I have a business, uh, two businesses going on in the ministry. Now, for my own protection and my family's protection, I have in my past thefts. They enhanced the thefts. Uh, over 10 years ago, I have not been in any trouble, but they enhanced the thefts that I was getting prior to that. No aggravated. They were just thefts, and they enhanced them, and I ended up getting felonies. Now, ask. Can I, am I able to receive uh, a weapon, have a weapon, buy a weapon? Okay, you're running, in, you're running into two. You're running on a castle doctrine for as a business, and you're talking about personal. Okay, in those instances, again, you're going to have to apply um, your 4473 and do the termination of the federal government because I can't tell you what you're, what you're uh charge was or to downgrade us anything at this point okay yes they were uh i'm gonna let you know they were just theft mr uh theft mr Mino theft uh by you know yes i touched things i shouldn't have took uh, mm -hmm. and the thing is they enhanced them because in texas if you get two or three of the same things uh they can enhance it to a felony and that's what happened okay well, I'll give you my number, and you and I can talk offline about about it if you want, and I can see what okay. I can look let for me, you. Please, hold up. Let me get a pen. Hold up. Come on, Psych. Come on. Let us get you. Okay, I'm ready. You can reach me at 832. Eight, eight, what is it? Five, eight, what? 832. 5-6-7-3-1-4-2. Thank you very much, and I will give you a call. I appreciate you, man of God. All right, thank you. Y'all have a nice day. You have a nice day. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, Pierre? So we have someone who didn't uh, give me uh, his name, but uh, he told me to say that he's a concerned citizen. All right. Good morning, concerned citizen. Good morning. Go right ahead. Uh -huh. And, uh, and I, I like to thank Reverend Bornett for such a show that he always has. Um, 
Mm -hmm. I would just like to say that uh, we have uh, personnel that's in law enforcement and everything, and I uh, thank God for Reverend Barnett. Uh, thank you. Eric well, I, I wish we had uh, more of our people training our people. Uh, we got we got a lot of uh, our people that in law enforcement and. Why don't they pick up their family members and, and say, hey, I'll, I'll take you. We're going to go. I'm going to give you gun training and and stuff like that. I'd just like to say thank you, Eric, and we need more people like you. And we can start with our own families because, like I said, we got a lot of black uh, law enforcement people that could, uh, you know, give us more gun training and stuff. And uh, I just like to thank God for the show. Very good show. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. That clears the line 972-647-1893. Eric, you want to come in on that? Yes, I want to add something to, like, in the last caller before the previous call said, you know, for his background checks, things in nature. Let me, let me also say this. You know, one of the other benefits of licensing care, this is something they threw in the bill as well. You know, when you go purchase a firearm, those who purchase a firearm should know that you're going to have to fill out, a, the, again, the, the 4473, which is a federal background check. Well, well, FFLs, dealers will have to call the FBI and do a soft check on you. And they'll tell us either proceed, delay, or deny, which is what that is. Now, the way the bill is written now, come September 2nd, if you have an LTC, you no longer have to do a federal background check. All you have to do is submit your, your LTC, your license to carry on that number, your license number will be utilized, and it'll take extra. And once we uh, put that number into the system, the state of Texas, the state of Texas is saying that if you have a license to carry, you don't have to do a background check. They just want to make sure your license is valid. You can leave with your gun that day. All right, but now, does this start September 1st or September 2nd? Which which date? We, we always say it starts September 1, but, you know, September 2nd is when it's going to hit full screen. So it's not midnight September 1. Yeah, the law goes in effect September 1. Midnight September 1. Because somebody out on the town, maybe, you know, painting the town and uh, have a weapon on them and it's 1201 strike. Uh, that's when that law starts, right? Yes, sir. All righty. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have, uh, Pierre? Reverend Burnett, we have uh, Davis on line four. Davis? Yes, Davis. All righty. Good morning, Davis. Good morning, Reverend Burnett. How you doing? Fine. How are you? As a man, I've been holding on this line for 30 minutes. Oh, sorry about that, but, but that's the way it goes. I have a quick question. I have a quick question. Uh, I'm an ex-con. I've been out of the penitentiary 40 years. And i got relatives that's on the Dallas Police Force. And on the Fort Worth Police Force. Uh -huh. My question is, if I'm standing on the corner with a gun on my side, do the police have a right to walk up to me and ask me for my gun license? Uh, Eric, did you hear him? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's going to fall in the law enforcement interaction clause, Okay. Basically, it's going to be up to the law enforcement's job. You know, as far as legal, they, they shouldn't be able to walk up to you and ask you if you have a gun license because we all have guns. So you're going to run into that, that whole scenario about 
See you 9.30 in the morning. Heavenly Joy Church. Mary and Barnett sing you. Bye-bye.